0: 64 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad that you are listening in today. Today, we are covering a topic that may seem a little strange, but it is really all about when you're too stressed to pray. Now, I guess some of you would say, but Rachel, you've always told us to go to God in prayer at any time, at any point, and especially you say, Prayer trumps panic every time. And so um, what do I mean by (laughs) when you're too stressed to pray? Well, if you've been too stressed to pray, then I think you might know what I mean. Because sometimes life just really has a way of piling up the circumstances against us. And I just want to encourage so many of you who are facing really difficult challenges. Um, Maybe you're friend is dying, your loved one is dying, maybe you have been in an accident yourself and you're struggling to recover either physically or mentally. There are just so many scenarios in this world that we can encounter that cause us to be stressed beyond measure. And so I just wanted to encourage you today with three very simple thoughts about what to do When you are so stressed that you cannot pray. And the first one I want to encourage you with is just breathe. This sounds really silly, but I want to give you a little background from um, uwmedicine.org. It's a little technical, but listen carefully. Your autonomic nervous system, which controls involuntary actions like heart rate and digestion, is split into two parts. One part, the sympathetic nervous system, controls your fight-or-flight response. The other part, the parasympathetic nervous system, controls your rest and relax response. While both parts of your nervous system are always active, deep breathing can help quiet your sympathetic nervous system and therefore reduce feelings of stress and anxiety. It's not possible to turn your sympathetic nervous system off completely. But when you shift your breathing to a modulated, slow, relaxed pattern of not overly deep inhales and exhales, this turns the volume down on your sympathetic nervous system. And so, all, the, all that science to say, my friend, just breathe. I have a statement from my book, One More Step, that says, as long as you are breathing, life has meaning. And so, if God's put breath in your lungs, if you are um, able to intake oxygen and exhale, then you have purpose and plan. God is your oxygen. I wanted to encourage you with a few words from Job, Job 32, eight. There's a spirit within the people, the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them wise. That's Job 32.8. And then a few more verses from Job. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. I really like that one. And then Job 34, 14 and 15. If God were to take back his spirit and withdraw his breath, all life would cease, and humanity would turn again to dust. So again, God has given you breath. He has given you oxygen. Just breathe. It is okay if the stress is piling up and you feel like you cannot pray, just breathe. And then number two, I want to suggest that you slow down. Slow down. I have been working on this one, although not at the pace that I should be at this point. Um, Jennifer Lee says that hurry is the enemy of beauty. And I'm very fond of beautiful things. I'm very fond of beautiful things in nature. I love the sunset. I love flowers. I want to read to you from Jennifer's book, Growing Slow. I borrowed this from the library last week, and I've just really been trying to take my way through it slowly and enjoy it. From page 63 of Jennifer's book, Growing Slow, it says... The urge to run faster and work harder was undeniable, yet a question began to emerge. Do I really want a fast life that rubs me raw? I had to ask myself, in the rush to become a somebody, have I already forgotten? Have I forgotten that I already am? Slow change began, and I emphasize the word slow here. It began in hotel rooms with late nights of scrambling to schedule the next day's social media posts, with the readjustment of work priorities, with the stripping of my schedule, and finally with the visit to the doctor, who told me my physical problems were the result of a hurried heart. All systems pointed to one conclusion. Growing slow was no longer an option, but a necessity. This new and strange slowness coincided with the slow group on our farm. That whole rainy spring, everything felt behind, not quite what it should be, because the wet fields prevented planning. One day, on one of my prayer drives, I found myself on the skinny dirt road that borders the back 80. I pulled over to the side of the road, rolled down my window, and snapped a photo of the wet and cropless field. A bank of clouds inched across the horizon, and in that moment, something important hit me. I have so often felt the way that field looked, with no growth evident, because planting was running behind. At key points in my life, I felt behind. Behind in my career, in my life trajectory, and as a late bloomer in faith, even in my spirituality. That awareness shifted something in me. My fear of falling behind had been a reason for my rushed existence. It's why I felt like I had to be so insanely productive all the time, as if life is a constant game of catch-up. Even my calendar made me feel behind with all those little squares waiting for neat X's. Hop on Instagram for about two seconds and you can get this weird sense of who's ahead of you and how far you need to go. If life is a marathon, many of us are comparing our first mile to someone else's 26th. Our hearts and bodies suffer self-inflicted wounds when we do this. Our culture will make you think there are milestones, but there aren't. You aren't a cornfield you are a person, you aren't a corn seed, you are a soul. The growth in you isn't dependent on weather or the right kind of fertilizer and your progress can't be predicted by the old farmer's almanac. Here's the thing nobody talks about when it comes to your pace of growth. There are no set milestones. And I am enjoying Jennifer's book. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes for you. Growing Slow, Lessons on Unhurrying Your Heart from an Accidental Farm Girl. I'll leave that link for you. And now if you can pause for a moment, we'll come back to um, point two after this word from Thanks so much for listening in to that message from our sponsor. And now be sure to check out the show notes for Jennifer's book, Growing Slow. I wanted to share just a few benefits that I've found of slowing down. And I'm really working at this, but I think that when we get so stressed out that we can't even pray, then besides learning to just breathe, we have to slow down. And so there are some benefits to slowing down. I know it's not a popular thing. Um, We're encouraged to be a part of the rat race. But these are the three main things that I think have really helped me with understanding the importance of slowing down and what I can really achieve or see as a result of it. So here are the benefits of slowing down that I found. I get a clear vision for my circumstances, who I am, And who I want to become. I think that this is very important for understanding that when we're in a rush all the time, we can easily lose who we are and who we want to become. And our circumstances just start to overwhelm us and pile up on us. We forget that God has a plan and he's created us for a purpose. And that he has a plan for our lives, for our good and his glory. So that if we get a clear vision, if we slow down and get a clear vision for what he really wants to do in our hearts and lives, then we can embrace that in order to move forward. The second benefit of slowing down is that we enjoy life more fully. So I found that whether I'm reading a book or listening to a podcast, if I'm rushing around, I often miss things. I like to listen to podcasts on the go, but I find myself having to re-listen to certain sections. Why is that? Because if I rush, I miss the moments. And so I'm trying to do my best to remember to enjoy life more fully, to take time to smell the roses as the old saying goes, not to miss the moments that God has for me. And then what I found is that after I get this clear vision and I start to enjoy life more fully, this allows space for creativity and inspiration. Yesterday, I hopped on Facebook in the morning in order to share what I had planned to share for the day, and I went into one of the local community groups that I'm in. A lady was asking if someone could make a cake, not just any cake or any day, but she was asking very specifically, could someone make a pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting? And she needed it by 8 p.m. I don't know why I said yes to this, except that the Holy Spirit was saying to me, baking is your therapy. When you bake, you are happy. You can do this for her. I'm giving you permission to do this for her. And so he was prompting my heart And I messaged her and I said, I know you don't know me, but I can bake this cake for you. And I um, have never really done a lot of baking as a professional, but I'm a home baker and I've done a lot of volunteer baking. So I would be glad to help you out. And so I made the cake for her. I actually had all the ingredients in my home, in my kitchen pantry, which was a miracle in and of itself. And so... I made the pumpkin cake, I made the cream cheese frosting, it looked pretty good, and I was excited about it, and so um, we connected, she came over to pick it up, never met this lady before, she did not tell me what she wanted the cake for, until she got here, and when she got here and she came in and got it, she said, this is for my dad, and she didn't say how old he was turning, but she was saying they were having a birthday party for him. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, my dad passed away in September of last year. His birthday is tomorrow. Actually, that's June 14th when this podcast is releasing. And I just thought it was so sweet of the Lord to give me the privilege of making a cake for this woman, for her dad, for his birthday, to celebrate him. It was like God was saying to me, It's okay, girl. We're having a big celebration for your dad in heaven, but you can still help someone else with their celebration for their father. I just thought that that was one of the benefits of slowing down and embracing that opportunity to be creative, to be inspiring, to enjoy the work of my hands. And it really was just a double blessing that I felt like the Lord gave me. So I know that it may not sound like something... That is really slowing down. But for me it was. It allowed space for creativity and inspiration. That's one of the benefits of slowing down. So when you're too stressed to pray. After you have paused. After you have figured out how to slow yourself down. Find a spot. Sit and rest. And then number three is exactly that. Rest in the arms of Jesus. And if you have no other prayer You simply can pray, Jesus, hold me. Invite him into where you are rather than having this expectation of yourself to get to where he is. He is with you. His presence is with you. And I want to share this prayer to calm stress with you. This prayer was written many years ago when I was really struggling with a lot of stress in my life. And I hope that it's a blessing to you And that you enjoy it. Dear Father, the wind of the world is blowing strong. And the whirling stress it ushers in overwhelms me. Whether coming up short in dollars and cents or falling short of being good enough, the swirl of the burden presses my soul. In spite of heightened senses, I have lost the sense I need the most. The sense of your presence. Will you help me remember that you are here Will you help me relax and rest in your love? May the tension release and melt into peace that only you can provide. Amen. I hope that that prayer, that Jesus hold me prayer, will calm your heart and encourage you to embrace prayer even when stress is at its peak. If you're asking yourself, how can I experience soul rest in the presence of God? then you'll enjoy the Rest for the Weary Bible Reading Plan and Journal. You can find this at rachelwojo.com forward slash shop. And as always, you'll find tons of free resources at rachelwojo.com, including prayer journals, Bible reading plans, and more. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your needs.